Welcome to a new episode of Poise to Shine, the place to be to own your ambition, be your advocate, and advance your career. Hello again. So happy to have you here. Today, we're going to talk about a word that you don't like saying. A word that is often seen in a negative light. A word that in companies is seen in a very negative light. And a word that we should use a bit more often. That we should embrace and make part of our vocabulary again. That word is failure. Did it give you a chill? Did you feel a bit like, what the hell is she talking about? And uh, why should we embrace failure again? I don't know what's your company's culture. And I don't know how you've been handling failure so far. One thing I know is that when you're lacking confidence, a failure is one thing you're afraid of. You're afraid to fail. You're afraid to look like a fool. You're afraid to be found out. You are afraid to look like an imposter. It's very common to be afraid of failure. We see failing as a bad thing. We have forgotten the learning experience that failure brings with it. Well, if you remember, when it comes to confidence, confidence comes from competency. To build, to build competency, you need to apply, you need to act, you need to practice your craft, whatever it is, often until it becomes second nature, until you know what, what you're doing, until you know what you should be doing, and uh, until it becomes uh, almost natural for you, okay? Until you are very proficient. I'm looking at the arts as an example because uh, it's an example that we can all relate to. If you take a, a piano player, it's not easy to play the piano. It's something that requires uh, consistency, requires uh, uh, studying and a lot of practice. Let's say that uh, I start playing, I go to my first lesson and I'm not really good and I will forget my notes, I will forget where to put my fingers and definitely I don't feel like a born piano player. Should I give up then? Should I just call it quit? No, of course not. That's not the point. The point is that I'm not going to be good from one lesson and maybe I will not be good in 10 or 20 or even after one year. I certainly hope after one year, to be honest, I will be slightly decent. But of course, I'm not going to be a fantastic piano player. It could take years and years of practice to get there. And maybe I will never be, but I will definitely be decent. I will definitely be good enough. And I will feel way comfortable while playing. Um, with friends or were playing in front of other people. What's, what's the connection there? The connection is that if you're trying to apply for a job, if you're trying to become really good in your current role, you do need practice. It's not going to happen one day from another. A clear example is with interviews. You will apply for jobs and often you will not get that job, especially at the beginning of your career, or if you haven't interviewed in ages. But how do you get better? And the only way to get better is with practice. If you are like me, you may wish that there was a, a safe way to practice without exposing yourself to failure. 
unfortunately there isn't sure you can do mock interviews with uh, um, colleagues and uh, friends and uh, uh, your coach but still you need to go through the process of a real interview to test if you have learned what you needed to learn if you polished your interview skills and if you created and if you crafted good examples to use during an interview you may even need to go through the interview process to discover if that company is a good fit for you or not so there is no way to play it safe when it comes to practicing whatever skill you want to develop this podcast is all about confidence but confidence aimed to leaders or aimed to people that want to become leaders in the future as leaders it's not like we are born leaders okay that will exclude some people based on what an attitudinal test that makes no sense okay everyone can become a leader everyone is already a leader you don't need a role to tell you that you can become first the leader of your own life and then you can take a step forward and start leading others as leaders and depending a lot from the company's culture we are afraid to admit failures because it's often seen as a negative thing what i learned is that through failures we learn a lot and we need to keep that in mind because that's what makes our company a better place to work in it's almost the end of the year are you running a post-mortem on your own performance are you running an a review of uh, your team your department performance one way that i love absolutely love to to do is using that stop start continue approach so for stop is really what didn't work and that's the part where it's super important to gather feedback to ask your direct reports the people around you their opinion on their projects decisions that you you took or that you had to promote then you have the start which is the best because once again you might have some ideas things that you want to try but that you really didn't have the time to or you weren't sure they would be good enough well after each review it's the perfect moment you're stopping few things so you do have the bandwidth to add new things and i also believe that it's super important to share whatever you're starting with the people that you're leading so that they can get on board and they can also understand what you're trying to achieve because it's not just about starting something with no explanation it's about starting it with a purpose and if you share that purpose and that mission with the people you're leading they can get really on board and they can support you with that but they can also offer you feedback and insights maybe you will not have considered because let's face it if you are a leader or if you want to become a leader chances are you are slightly more proactive and you you have a different approach to your work than the majority of the people in your company so your view might not be exactly the most common view that's not a bad thing but it also means that if you're creating something for the people that you're leading you need to make sure that it's really tailored to their needs but aligned as well 
to the, the end goal that you have. And the only way to do that is bringing the people that you're leading on board. Okay. And uh, the start is fantastic. And then there is the continue, which is about continuing what you already started, what you were already doing, what's working well, basically. But once again, you will have feedback about that. So you're not just guessing and maybe wasting time trying something that is not working for you or for the people you know that you're that you're managing for instance i love to have frequent and short meetings and i follow the managers tools podcast and also the website one of the things that they recommended was to have weekly 30 minutes meeting uh, with your direct reports and at least 30 minutes but 30 minutes was really the right amount of time i think that's suitable for very task-driven um, industries but not so much if you're also for instance managing someone who is as well managing people because there will always be topics and things that will come up that honestly just don't fit in 30 minutes said that if i'm managing 50 people of course, time is precious, so you need to balance what's really a priority and uh, and what works. But in my case, I, was, I tried to do the 30 minutes and it wasn't fitting. So we had to extend to one hour weekly. While I had other direct reports that were not managing people, so they were individual contributors. And for them, the weekly 30 minutes was sometimes a bit of an overkill. They might not have that much uh, to update me with. And they felt that they were coming a bit empty-ended. So we moved to every two weeks meeting. And that worked very well because they loved it. They, they had the meeting full of content. They felt that they were getting a lot of value from it. Personally, it was easier for me to have the 30 minutes weekly because uh, I felt that I could keep an eye on everything. But at the same time, if my employees were not feeling fulfilled and happy with that situation and I was not getting that such difference in benefit, then it wasn't worth it. The point that I'm trying to make is that you need to talk to the people you are managing to find that sweet spot that it's a win-win for both of you. And now we go back to failure because I haven't forgotten about it. There is a connection. So you're doing your review. And since we are reaching the end of the year, everyone is doing reviews about their life, their goals, their good intentions. When it comes to business, when it comes to your own development, when it comes to your own self-growth, we are wired to want to be good. Since school, we are rewarded with good scores if we are good. No one or very few people are rewarding us for the efforts that we put into something. Of course, efforts are not equivalent to good results. Ideally, we would like both. But if you're putting the efforts now and you are developing and you are improving, that's already good. And if instead you did something and it didn't work out, could be a project, could be a pitch, could be a job application, you should be proud of yourself because you learned something and because you put yourself out there. You didn't hide behind a cloak of good enough. You actually went out there and tried something different. And as 
every artist, every writer, everyone who achieved great things, there is a long list of failures before a big success. Doesn't mean that I wish you to fail a lot at all. What I want is for you to try and put yourself out there even when you know that potentially the outcome is going to be a failure. One thing that I love doing is asking my clients and in the past as well some of my employees, what have you failed this week? Because it's through that failure that we have learned an important lesson. And I want you to celebrate your failures. I want you to be proud of trying something even if the success is not guaranteed. And we talked about uh, maintaining healthy boundaries. We talked in the past about uh, how to reinforce your confidence, understanding what do you really want, understanding what confidence looks like for you. But you will not get there unless you practice, unless you act. If you are afraid to fail, you will be afraid to succeed as well. Because there cannot be success without failure. So what I want you to do today is to find something that you have been sitting on, that you have been waiting to do, and that you wish you had done before, or that could be interesting for you. Maybe it's about updating that CV. Maybe it's about signing up for a course. Maybe it's about uh, pitching a new idea to your boss. And don't try to be perfect. Don't try to ace everything. Do your best and then let it go. You are going to learn something from the experience. Next time you will implement the feedback and do something better. I want you to ask yourself, what have I failed this week? What have I failed this month? And if there is nothing that you have failed, then I will question how much you progressed as well. I will question, what did you learn then? Because learning doesn't happen in a vacuum. Learning happens with practical application. I love reading books. I love listening to conferences. I love listening to to, to lessons. There is always a time when I need to apply what I learned. And this is your time. Because this is really the best time that you have to shine and to go after what you want. Send me an email to Nicoletta at poisedtoshine.com and tell me, what have you failed this week? What have you failed today? Let's take back the word failure. Let's embrace it and let's celebrate it. Because we need to get to that competency. We need to get to that mastery. And to get there, we're going to make some mistakes. And we're not going to be perfect from the get-go. But one thing I can guarantee you, you will progress and you will get better. And every time you fail, and every time you learn something new, your confidence as well is going to grow and improve. Because you will start seeing with your own eyes that you're fine, even if things didn't go as planned, and that you are improving. I wish you really all the best, and see you in the next episode. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter and to join the Confidence Tribe on Facebook. And remember, confidence is the inside job you need for the job you want. Have a great day.